Do you guys sports? I like sports. I hate sports. We like sports and we don't care. Who knows? Oh. You know that song. I don't miss the Lonely Island. <laughs> you you like, don't miss oh. the Lonely Island? You you don't miss the, no. the wonders that were came in my pants? Oh, Jibs is in my pants. Excuse me. Jibs in my pants. Or, yeah. uh... That was Gabe's in the three-way. <laughs> oh, yeah. A helicopter dick. I remember that. Dick in a box. Yeah, Dick in a Box is great. I'd still, I still stand behind that. Jack Sparrow, fantastic. I'm really sorry, I'm late. I just got caught up watching the Pirates of the Caribbean marathon. So. Jack Sparrow was, was their best work. Have you seen those things? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. those are, those are great. Well, I listened to your track and I loved it. And I wrote you this big, sexy hook. I think you're gonna really dig. Oh wow, that's great. Awesome. You want to just lay it down, boys? Let's get to it. To it. Welcome to the Completely Unprepared Podcast. My name is David. I'm Bomani Jackson. I'm watching all of a sudden Bear Cub is like sliding down the side of the mountain. <laughs> and I'm Jimmy drinking about? water. Jimmy drinking water. <laughs> Jimmy drinking water. <laughs> yes, Dad, that's I'm definitely drinking water. That's that's his Native American name. <laughs> Jimmy drinks water. No joke. The, Jimmy the, drink water. The, the one, so I, I went to school with this guy who was like super fast. And the other, the only other guy in our conference who could like keep up with him, his name was Oliver Bear Don't Walk. <laughs> the bear do not walk. Bear don't walk. Oh. Just don't oh, no, watch so the bear. So close. There's a minute and a half left. He just keeps sliding down the side of a mountain. That doesn't sound adorable. That sounds like a snuff film. It's so cute though. <laughs> it's gonna die. It's gonna die. It's, it's so great. It's a snuffleawful m- film. A snuffleawful puss? Half a lump That's exactly what I said, but you added the word puss and somehow that made it w- worse. Yeah. Better? Better. <laughs> better. You're right. <laughs> Adding puss always makes things better. I don't know hey. what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like we're all very slap happy, and this is going to be a really entertaining <laughs> podcast. But speaking of Louisville, um, Rick Pitino is trying huh? to get back into coaching. Oh, yeah. he should become a tattoo artist. <laughs> <laughs> and all of it, and his tattoo parlor would be called Patina by Patino. <laughs> all he does is tattoos of himself. <laughs> And he only gives it to Ohio State players. <laughs> Gosh, I'm trying to remember what even happened this weekend. I got really fucked oh. up yesterday. Um, no, wrong kind of fucked up. Wrong kind of fucked oh. up. Like, like, oh. like had like a migraine. Was in bed till oh. two. Like, felt nice. like I was gonna throw up. Type shit. Good um, job, man. Yeah, so the, the not fun fucked up kind. Um, so I'm trying to remember what all, what all did I miss? Uh, I missed, I missed the Steelers dominating the Ravens, which means I also, I also missed the momentary time where people thought that Big Ben basically broke his collarbone or something because he got tackled down. Oh no, but he didn't. He came, he came back in two plays later. Everything's all great. Everything's all great. The season is not over. Um, did you guys know that the Steelers are five, two, and one? Boo! Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, James Conner. They were two, <laughs> two, and one at one point, and now they are five, two, and one. Oh. No, the opposite. You know, uh, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell has to sign his contract in the next few days. Otherwise, uh, he ain't getting paid. No, I think he has to do it by week eleven. I thought. Nope, he has eight days. It's literally been all over ESPN today. I promise you. No, it's no, I'm, I'm just fr- franchise. I, I'm yeah. just surprised. I thought it was week eleven. Nope, he has to do it now. He sent out a tweet earlier today yeah. saying, "Bye Miami." Bye Miami. And, uh, everybody's been all about it. 
I kind of it's a slow news day. I kind of have hope that uh, I I have hope that they don't just put him in as the starter. I hope they let him go and he joins either the Ravens or the Browns or um, who else? The Browns. Well, they also got Nick Chubb, so I, you know it's like Bengals. Well, Bengals. There we go. In that yeah. case, I hope that the walk sign t- turns on while the green light is on for oncoming traffic. And well, you can do the math. It's messed up. Jeez. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> no, I just, uh, I, I mean, Connor's been doing well. The Steelers are doing well. The offense isn't really the concern at this point. Um, I mean, they're not they're not the Rams, but they're not a con- really a concern. Um, I just would like I would like for them to keep Connor, keep his momentum going, so that at the end of the season, when they don't, you know, they don't have Bell coming back the following year, they can just slide right into Connor. No homo. <clears throat> no, some homo. Some. Some homo. Um, I mean, you're talking about your opinions about a man whose job is to run into other men for a living. There's yeah. definitely some homo in it. Just, just, uh, just a dash. dash just a homo. just a juke of homo. Just a dab. Swag. Dab. Yeah, you guys couldn't see, but uh, I got the dab right there. Yeah. <laughs> So what were we we were talking about the sports? Uh oh, Derek Rose got a career high fifty points. He Rose, hell yeah, dude's back. And He's then back. the next game he went out with an injury. <laughs> can, can we can we call a fifty point night a Kennedy? That's the fifty cent piece. Uh, it was a thinker. I'll give you that. I know. I had to. I really had to stretch my brain on that one. Piece. I also, think we can call any mind-blowing night a Kennedy. <laughs> wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Also, I would just like to note that we are barely even like three weeks, three or four, three weeks, fourth, and we're in the fourth week of the NBA season. We've already had four 50-point games. Oh, it's NBA. fantastic. Two of them by Golden State Warriors. Yeah. You know, people are saying, like, nobody's playing defense. But I disagree. I think it's just everyone's taking more chances with their shooting, and coaches are letting them shoot, and it's paying off. You know, they're taking more distant shots because everyone's kind of following that Golden State model of we're going to shoot from far outside of the three-point line because we can, and it's paying off. But I, if you watch the games, there's plenty of defense being played. Draymond Green is still killing it. Draymond Green. Problem is, we're still in football season, so the amount of <laughs> basketball that I'm watching is very minimal. This this year's leaders, if they're if for the fifty or for the four fifty point games, they. Clay threw it up 29-24, which is pretty standard. Clay Thompson had 29 attempts. Steph had 24. Blake Griffin had 35. And Derek Rose on Halloween had 31. Looking at single-game leaders, the most attempted in a game of all time since 1983-84 would be Kobe Bryant with 50. And that was only two years ago, Kobe. 2016. Or I guess it would be three seasons ago, because it was the 15-16 season. Yeah. Beyond okay. that, it's pretty common for some people. I mean, there's there's an era. I think it happens once every couple of years or so, where somebody gets up into four, 37, 38 attempts. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even just talking about field goal attempts. I'm talking about, like... Teams are sh- are shooting from like outside the three point line, quite a bit. Like if you just, you like watch the offense that they're playing, a lot of them are following what Golden State has been doing for years now, where they're just like, look, you get an open shot, you feel free to take it because 
I'm going to bet on you to make it. So it's stretching out defenses. And I don't think people aren't playing defense. I think they're just offenses are stepping up. You know, mm. the numbers won't rec- reflect it as much on defense. Do you think, do you happens. think though that it's because they feel like they have to do two players like the Golden State Warriors that are excellent shooters or you think they get away with it because teams are not prioritizing defense beyond the arc anymore because they're just countering with their own shooting. I think the coaches are just letting go of control a little bit more where there's, cause like before, you know, you have your coach saying, uh, <laughs> you know, everything let we're going to do, we're going to Jennifer. <laughs> no, let it go. no, no, no. <laughs> take all the threes. But like before, you know, you'd say everything starts in the paint. You know, we're going to go, we're going to attack the paint and we're going to do everything from inside the paint. And that still is prevalent, obviously, but coaches are saying, look, if you can't get, if you can't get it into the paint, like let's not force it. You guys are athletes. You're very good at what you do. If you can take the shot, take the shot within reason. But if you think of like a defensive minded, you have to think that there's some way that can stop that. Like there's some defense that's going to be able like to stop like those beyond the arc shots, but then they're just going to dish it inside. Yeah. So I mean, absolutely. Is it is it more like is it taking away Steph's three better than like Draymond's like layup? Like I don't think that. so. Exactly. Like, so yeah, because you're right. Like as a defense, I'm still going to protect the paint because I don't think you're going to make that many three. Uh, I don't think you're going to make threes that consistent. And obviously, we're going to still you know d up on you, but. I still want to protect the paint most of all because if you can get inside there, then you collapse my defense and shoot it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it becomes an issue that way. So yeah, so just de- basically just defense is coming harder in the NBA. Just people can shoot better. Yeah, but I think like if you watch, like there's still plenty of good defense being played. You know, mm-hmm. there's still plenty of teams that are stepping up. It's just there's that much more outside shooting. They're just playing that much faster. Yeah. And a lot of that is because of the way the Golden State Warriors have played for years, where people are looking at them and going, oh, shit, that works? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, and the, there are plenty other examples in professional sports where, you know, a team or a player just does something different and it changes the entire sport. Oh, yeah. Like, not, namely, like, college football. That happens all the time. Yep. Uh, there was – first, there's the, the spread offense that people are like, wait – they're throw, They're not taking it under center. They're throwing a shotgun. Okay, that's weird. Then there's the veer doing triple option shit. There's uh, hurry up offense that everyone at first was like, "Oh, that'll never work." They can't keep doing that. And then now even Nick Saban does it. Like, yep, it just happens. Remember, like four or five years ago, Bama would average like twenty points a game, if that. Now they're uh-huh. averaging what forty nine. Things change. Uh-huh. Well, you know the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards shooting from beyond the arc. That's beautiful. Touch That's it. how Martin Luther King said it. Hundred <laughs> percent. He was he was an advocate, <laughs> strong advocate of the spread. That was the dream that he was talking about. <laughs> I have a dream. That one day, <laughs> Steph Curry will lead the NBA in three-pointers made for three straight seasons. <laughs> that shooters and passers alike will walk hand-in-hand. That the ball will be moved effectively from the top of the key into the corner. <laughs> Let LeBron reign <laughs> from the mountaintops, oh, from the Cavaliers, from the heat, <laughs> to the heat. back to, to the Cavaliers. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! And finally, retiring as a Celtic. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh no! It's what's actually going to happen. <laughs> and Kyrie is going to be so mad. They're going to draft his son to force his hand. <laughs> Celtics take his son with the first overall pick, and everyone's like, he was really like a second round value. And it's like, yeah, but now LeBron's going to come. 
<laughs> also, well, now, but also now that we've now that he's seen that that's going to happen, Katie's on board too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Katie coming back. In anticipation, he signed in the off season. <laughs> Danny Ainge hit him up and was like, "Yo, listen, we got a plan. It includes you. Kyrie's not going to be happy, <laughs> but it's all going to work out." Meanwhile, Warriors are tied at fifty-eight all going it, into the half. In in reality, a a, a team that and and you, I, I don't even know what the positioning would be. This probably doesn't even work, but rolling out Kyrie, Durant, LeBron, LeBron's kid, because that's what gets him on the team, and uh, uh, Tatum. LeBron, LeBron would have to play center on that team. LeBron That'd could be play great. center. Yeah, LeBron could play any position, honestly, yeah. but I would he, would, he would have to be the center to watch that. Yep. Then you have Kyrie as the point guard. Uh... I don't know. Little LeBron is small forward. <laughs> little LeBron. <laughs> LeBron. Bronny. <laughs> they, they'd call him LL Bron. Uh, the best part about Bronny uh, is that it's actually spelled Brony. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Um. In, They're all pretty unselfish players, so it worked pretty well. In non-basketball news, before we get to the boxing match, uh, I actually just saw a headline while we were talking here, and I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, The U.S. Olympic Committee moved to shut down USA Gymnastics after the Nassau scandal today. Yeah! So, the U.S. Olympic Committee (laughs) was getting dragged in as a defendant on a bunch of these... uh, uh, what do you call Take them? that, Simone Biles. You're not getting five. <laughs> what the jeez? Suck it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the you the, set, you set the record okay, and we what? shut the shit down. What what is like what what happens if they like do they just de- is like is it like when um a sport becomes unsanctioned and you have to go play club? If the U.S. Olympic uh, gymnastics team shuts down entirely. I will watch exactly as much gymnastics as I already have. <laughs> None. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, sorry, I know that's not the answer you're looking for. Um, David, take it away. Well, here is so by moving to decertify USA gymnastics, the USOC and US Olympic Committee is taking major action against an organization that never grasped control over its own rebuilding. The move could also leave a void that cannot be easily filled. In addition to supporting elite and Olympic athletes, the selecting teams and coaches for international com- competitions, USA Gymnastics serves more than 150,000 athletes in 3,000 clubs around the country. God. Jeez. Uh, I'm not they gonna... also obviously cannot prevent their own players from being sexually assaulted. No, absolutely. I'm just looking at that number. Like, anyways, there is no other organization standing by to fill that need. This doesn't say anywhere um, that there is any kind of plan for uh, for a new organization. It Basically, U.S. Olympic Committee is now in charge of figuring out what they're going to do with their gymnastics. Um, I'll call it a division. I don't know what the right word is. <clears throat> but it won't be the same people who are doing it, and I think we can all agree rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that just seemed like an, mm-hmm. a uh, story that caught my eye that should probably be mentioned. Um and with that, I think we're uh, ready to get to some boxing. Oh, I got one. Sorry, I got sorry. Oh, one more uh, story before because it's amazing. This and is I basically like be... when they say, "And up next, we're gonna get to the kickoff," and then they come back and they talk a bunch more and they go to one last commercial break. Okay, fine. I was gonna talk about something with the Steelers, but not anymore. Go ahead. <laughs> Bullshit. I, I was. What were you gonna say, Jay? Um. So the other night, Wednesday night, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster went out trick-or-treating dressed in his entirely full Steelers uniform. Like pads and everything? 
Yeah, he literally just padded, he put on his entire uniform and just went out trick or treating as Juju Smith Schuster, which I think would be amazing. Like, he shows up at your door, like, wow, that's a pretty good costume. Like, he has the helmet on and everything. And then he pulls that off and be like, I'm Juju. <laughs> he's, he's just looking for the house. He's looking for the house that's going to give him Juju bees. <laughs> <laughs> this picture is great. <laughs> that lady at the door is just like you you look familiar which uh, to be fair like if you see a stealer anywhere near your bathroom it's pretty scary you never know which number he was yeah Seven. yeah yeah rape is bad it is agreed upon is that the first thing that I have to debate here? Because <laughs> no, uh, yes, it is. But you have to take the opposed stance. Thank God. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I have to be like, you know what? Sometimes you got to put people in their place, and that's the best way to do it. You know? I, no, I can't what? even argue it. I can't even argue it. I can't. Nope. Next. Nope. Not today, Skip. Satan. Skip. <laughs> Pass. Check. <laughs> All right, so we're doing a fun new segment called Boxing, where a guest, in this case, Jimmy. Mr. Drinking Water. Jimmy Drinks Water. uh, (laughs) We'll be taking on Kira in a round of boxing. Boxing is basically just predetermined sports takes that Jay and I will dish out. And they will take a stance. You'll have to argue the opposite stance of each other. Um, Jay, I think we decided that they will... uh, So the first round, challenger gets to decide uh, which stance you want to take. And then you'll change off every time. Yeah. On who gets to decide which stance you want to take. Not on who takes the for or against. Yeah. Yeah. So Jimmy gets to decide first. Because yep. he's the away team. <laughs> the away team. I yeah. the and time. then secretly behind the scenes, behind the curtain when no one's paying attention. Behind the steel uh, curtain. <laughs> David yeah. and I will be giving points out of five for each of your arguments. And then we'll secretly discuss and deliberate later about who won. If you're wondering how the points are determined... Um... Keep wondering. Can you tell them what the prize is? Uh, yeah, Jay, what's the prize? You said... You said, yeah. Yeah. What did I say? You said that it is an expired $20 gift certificate to Tony's Sports Bar and Grill in Kirkland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. I ha- actually have that in my desk here. <laughs> expired uh, $20 gift certificate that I won at Trivia one time. Uh, to Tony's sports, sports Bar in Kirkland, Washington. Redeemable at any time. Which is even funnier if Jimmy wins because he's 18. <laughs> Without further ado, we're getting this shit started. Yep. In Jay this corner, we got Jimmy Drinks Water Lake weighing in at some amount of pounds. In yeah. this corner... Wait, unknown. We have Kira San Francisco Geithman. Wow. Cool that's wow. pronounced. Original. KSFG. Is it obvious who I'm rooting for? <laughs> I, I told really. Jimmy behind the scenes that uh, I'm going to be Rocky Balboa to his creed. You, you're judging. You can't be rooting for anyone. I want to. I'm coaching. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm Sylvester Stallone. And he's Michael B. Jordan. I didn't yeah. watch that you're, movie. You're, so. uh, you're Hillary Swank, and he's whoever was the coach. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. There you go. I'm, I'm good with being Clint Eastwood. I know. The worst thing to be in all that is Hillary Swank. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kira. It's not my fault they don't you know have a lot what? of good women's boxing movies, all right? Whose fault is it, Jay? Hollywood? 
people who watch Hollywood movies that don't want to watch women? I don't know. It was a loaded question. There's no right answer. Um, Society? Eh. I blame Ronda Rousey for being exciting for five minutes and then... Get them. Taking me ten minutes to remember her name. Okay, no. Uh, Jesus Real quick, before we get into into it, that's not not her fault, okay? She did phenomenally and just kept beating people in, like, seconds. Like, you know the only matches... Oh, yeah, it's it's 100% her, not her fault. I I want to go on record and say that that was extreme hyperbole. But the only matches I ever won in wrestling, I finished in, like, the first 20 seconds... Because I'd get them in a head and arm and just pin them right away. If I had to actually yeah. last out, I lost every single match because I didn't know anything else in wrestling. Mm-hmm. So she's really, really good at submitting people. But then you get into the rest of the match and it's just like, and now what? And she was just over mat- And we blew her up like she was some big, giant wrestling MMA goddess. And in reality, she had a couple good moves. And she was really good at those moves. And it sent her on a long tear, but... Yeah. That's interesting. That's good. <laughs> anyway. And for the record, the reason I didn't watch Ronda Rousey fights has nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman or whatever. Uh, I thought it was really exciting when she's doing well. I don't watch UFC or MMA in general anyway. Word. I, so, uh, I, I did watch her fights. I do like UFC evidently. quite a bit. I'm just not willing to pay the money. Yeah, that shit sucks. Or you have to go to like a bar and... They'll like charge you a cover fee sometimes. Yep. And it's just like I don't fuck with that shit. I watch highlights. Yeah, I'll I'll watch the exciting things like when Habib starts beating up people in the crowd. That's great. All right. Without any further ado, let's get to it. Jay, why don't you take it away with the first question and let Jimmy pick his side? <clears throat> All right. See you or no? Oh wait, sorry, wrong show. See. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kira's not laughing because she doesn't watch D Time ESPN. <laughs> see. Oh, see, see. Um, that, that's my best. That's my best Poppy Levitard impression. Um, sorry, I have to... Okay, our first statement that Jimmy gets to decide whether he wants to be in favor of or against. UCF belongs in the playoffs. Ooh, I'll go. F- yes, they are. They should be. Okay. <laughs> Take it away. your point. Should I go? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Why, why should they be in the playoffs? Well, now this is tricky because if they, if they win out, they should be in the playoffs. If they lose, I think they should not be. But I think they should have been quite, like, they should have been more, like, involved in the question last year because they went undefeated. But since they weren't, now that they're, they continue that undefeated streak, I think that it's like they have to be at least mentioned or even put it like for sure put in because that's just a, like they're still like a division, they're a top division one school. And you can't win that many times and not just get in because they have to at least give them a chance to show what they got. Makes sense. Oh, CC. Kira, your rebuttal of why UCF does not belong in the college football playoffs. Look, ultimately, in the perspective of things, you know, does it really matter in the end? Are we, are we, our lives going to be significantly better if UCF makes it into the college football playoffs? The American West Conference, in and of itself, deserves equal representation. But alas, I believe that UCF's educational programs and academics are what truly make it a standout school. Now, we can all argue that UCF was left out last year unfairly. I would be the first person to agree with that. As in my heart, last year they were our national champions. However, this year, I just don't think it's in the cards for them. And, you know, I really think that UCF could do a lot better with its time in contributing to the overwhelming needs of our society. They could be training our leaders of tomorrow. Instead, they're focused on an arbitrary trophy at the end of a season that we all know is just going to go to some sad Satan worshiper from Alabama. And across the country, you know what? Just need to get out the vote. It's what matters, you know. And unfortunately, <laughs> democracy dies when it comes to the playoffs. Playoffs are what is wrong with democracy these days. You know, you have a self-appointed, insulated, completely torn off from society board 
that is, you know, completely deaf to the outside voices of what the people want. I think we just need a whole new playoff system. Axe everyone. Sorry, Condoleezza Rice. Sorry, all the <laughs> regents in the 80s. You know what? I don't want to live in a world where UCF doesn't even have a chance. But that's the world that we sadly live in today. And so, therefore, UCF will not be in the playoff this year. Wow. <laughs> all right. I, for the I, record, Condoleezza Rice hasn't been on the council for, like, two years. Yeah, but um, she, like, founded it, right? Like, it was, like... She's, she's, yeah, she's one of the first. Also, for the record, you got bonus points from starting in apathy and ending in a get-out-the-vote <laughs> campaign. <laughs> yeah, Trying like, everything back to I a like passion they got. tomorrow. <laughs> all right. Um... We are on to the next one. David, take this one away. On the next one, uh, Kira, you get to decide which side of this you want to take. Seattle's Mm. fan base does not merit an NBA team. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, God. Um, For the record, I want to go on the record saying I wrote this one and I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I second that. Um. Can I can I defer to Jimmy as to which one he wants? Can I just pass you, you that? You can. And, like, you can defer. Whichever. Jimmy, please pick. Do you do you, do you believe that Seattle <clears throat> fan base does or does not? For deserve? for the record, deferring does not mean that you get to choose next next round. Next round, it'll still be Jimmy's choice. That's fine. I okay. prefer but to be on this side. Jimmy does it. get to decide which side of the field he wants to start from. Yes. <laughs> Got to take that win. <laughs> That's fine. On to, on to Lake. Okay, so you said, can you repeat it, please? Seattle's fan base does not merit an NBA team. I would say that statement is true. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Kira, okay. you, you, it's, it's your argument. Okay. So I do believe... <laughs> I can't... I don't know if I can bullshit this hard. Um, <laughs> you know... Seattle and the Pacific Northwest in general have already fostered so many great professional teams. And when you have a history in America of organized professional sports that originates from the East Coast, you need that balance, especially in such a large metropolitan area such as Seattle. And while Seattle's fans have really, you know, they, they, I wouldn't call them not fair weather. I think that an NBA team could really unite the region. I think that it would stimulate the local economy. Uh, it would provide entertainment options at varied pricing levels that you can, you know, give different tickets to the disenfranchised youth of Seattle. And speaking of disenfranchised communities, everyone should go out and vote tomorrow. <laughs> um <laughs> But, <laughs> the best part about yeah. the vote stuff, I'm sorry, but the best part about all the vote stuff is like this This is going to come out on Wednesday or Thursday. I'm going to be like just depressed. Um, but no, I think Seattle does deserve it. I think that everybody deserves the chance to know what it's like to have an NBA team. And that should not just be closed off to, to a few lucky teams. A few lucky regions. And now the opposite side. All right, Jimmy, your rebuttal. Okay, well, <clears throat> Seattle fan base does not merit an NBA team, right? Yes, uh, yes. That, that is what you're okay. arguing. Okay. I don't think it does because, first of all, the Seattle fan base is very bad. There's no Seattle <laughs> fan base except for the Seahawks, and that's only when they're winning. Where are they now? They are gone. And did you know that the Seattle Storm had a parade? Did you even know that? Because no one went. That's why. I think the only thing that Queen Anne. It was like in Queen. It was like such a small suburb of Seattle, like North Seattle. Sorry, I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, no one even went. I don't think they even have a strong enough fan base for this question to be even brought up because they won NBA team, but no one even goes to the WNBA team, and no one goes to the Seattle Seahawks games unless they're winning. No one's a Mariners fan all year. Um, I think the only thing that would merit. Seattle to have an NBA team is if they built a better stadium and there was just something like profitable about having another team in Seattle because we all Seattle also wants an NHL team 
Did you hear my snaps? Wasn't what they sounded like, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I, li- I liked about that, by the way? You put down every single Seattle team except for the Huskies. Interesting oh, choice. Well, that's a college team. I was thinking more of the professional. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, uh-huh. the Huskies fan base is also awful. They're all 75 plus. They're not loud. They don't care about their team. <laughs> Listen, Jay, if he gets into the Huskies, he's got to get into Seattle Pacific University. He's got to take on whatever the... Hell yeah, let's go Falcons. <laughs> Wait, don't you guys also have Seattle University? Which Seattle University. Yeah. Seattle U. We have Seattle U. Hell yeah. Oh, the Seattle, Seattle, Seattle U put out the NBA player who has uh, the most losses in the finals. So wow. there's a claim to fame. I forget his name offhand. I'll, I'll get, it, get it later. Shout it out abruptly. And All I, right. also, I lived in Seattle for four years, and no one's ever told me they went to a Seattle ring game. So That's because <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> I didn't even know we had – a women's soccer team until like a until month ago. they were playing for the championship. <laughs> oh, we played for the championship. <laughs> um, unless, unless I'm wrong about that, I believe that's the game. I I don't know. In my defense, I don't care about soccer, but at the same time, that's that's the better defense to go with. The, in my but like at the same time. I still know a lot, like, a, or at least a decent amount about the Sounders. And I don't know, I didn't even know we had a women's team. No, it was their, that's it was their semifinal was the game that I was watching. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. It's still horseshit. They need to, that needs to be advertised more. But as liberal as Seattle likes to pretend, that's, there's still quite a bit of sexism that goes on around these parts. Yep, indeed there Question is. number three, or statement number three. Let me find... Exactly how it was written because we worked very difficultly on this. Uh, statement number three: The Cowboys made a mistake drafting Zeke Elliott over Jalen Ramsey. Ooh. Kira, or Jimmy, this one's on to you. You get to pick a side. I said they do not. They did not make a mistake. Take it away. So, what I think the Dallas Cowboys was a power. That's what uh, Jerry Jones always wanted: was a powerful offense. He never really wanted to like to build his defense. I think Zeke is not like a bad. He's obviously not a bad player. So on that team together right now, because Doc's not doing the job. They gave away Des Bryant, and I don't think a corner would really make that much of a difference uh, to the franchise as a running back did. And it's just, I mean, he has no supporting cast right now except for the, only, and they can't run the rock that much. So they have to. I mean. To have a powerful running back like he like he was, I think that was a great decision by Jerry Jones. I'm not even going to say Garrett had any say in it at all. Um, but I think it was a good decision just because they needed someone to like stand out, and I don't think Jalen Ramsey would have done the job as well as a running back does. Okay. Kira? <clears throat> Why should so they I'm have taken arguing- See, so why the why the Cowboys should have taken Jalen Ramsey instead of Ezekiel Elliott? Instead of Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, this one wasn't even one that we made up. This is just a commonly floated idea amongst the sports takey world. We can all sit here and debate the what ifs of life. (laughs) We can examine our own decisions and where we would be if we had not taken them. Personally, I think that Jalen would have fit well in Dallas. I think I don't really know why that is. (laughs) 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 Um, I mean, I, I, this is actually really hard because I, I do like Jalen in Jacksonville. So that's where, and it's also like he's a hometown. You know, maybe that's what it would have been. It needed to break him out of his comfort zone of Florida, and he would have succeeded in Dallas as a result. I think Ezekiel Elliott would have been better on the Jaguars. That's whatever. It's fine. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't really. I think I'm going to lose this round just in general because, A, I don't know enough about how either of these. I know how Ezekiel Elliott's done with the, or with the Cowboys, but I have no clue how Jalen Ramsey's doing. Uh... 
I'm just gonna take the L this round. All right, and, and I think I think they're fine. I don't know. I just don't care. That's all. <laughs> I really don't give a shit enough to figure it out. Well, the next right. one, the next one, you might. Um, <laughs> oh. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> Am I picking this one? You're picking which you which one you which side of this you would like to argue. Uh, okay. Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time. Oh, Jesus fuck. <laughs> College or, prof- or overall? Just like That's the extent coach. of the question. Oh. Only college? No, we have to Greatest pick. coach. The greatest okay. coach of all time. Awesome. Oh. I mean, I could go the easy one and go with what my heart says. Do, um, <laughs> do not. You want to argue for why Nick Saban is not the best coach? You get to pick. <laughs> you know what? I personally believe... Uh, I need to get a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Nick Saban is not the world's greatest coach to ever exist. He has ruined college football, in my own humble opinion. I personally believe that Pat Summit is still the greatest coach to have ever existed. Yes. I think that she has done more for the development of human beings on the college and like if you're even comparing it to a professional level, I think that nothing will ever top her. And Nick Saban may be very smart, and I respect him in a couple of ways, but he is not the greatest coach ever. I still firmly believe that is Pat Summit. Rest in peace to Pat Summit. Yeah. Jimmy, your rebuttal. All right. Well, she said that uh, on and off the field issues are what push that coach above Nick Saban. But Nick Saban won the Paul Bear Bryant Award. I don't know if you know what that is, but in 2003, he won that, which is excellence on and off the field. And let's not forget his uh, overall record in college, which is 227, 62, and one tie. He's won six national championships with the Alabama Crimson Tide. I think he is the greatest coach of all time. Not only NFL, basketball, anything, he is the greatest coach. He has built a legacy down in Alabama. I hate that it's there, but it's there. That's where, <laughs> that's, that's where he set up base camp, and that's where he's dominating. But he is one of the greatest coaches in anyone's lifetime, and he will continue to reign unless he gets dementia or someone shoots because – he is just so Jeez. dominant. <laughs> Did you say where somebody shoots him? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Almost all of us are his enemy. Dude, <laughs> Alabama gonna, fans are crazy. crazy yeah. Auburn fans? Ones, so if he right starts there. losing, <laughs> you know who did it. I think... He's going to be like Tupac just putting out mixtapes every couple of years. <laughs> talking about who like, shot him. It's like... They're gonna find like little, like uh, new playbooks or new sheets in the playbook every now and then, and be like, "Oh my gosh, this is an unreleased Nick Saban original." <laughs> um, fun fun note by the way, Nick Saban has seven national titles, six of them at Alabama, and at his school he is only tied for the record of most at the school, tied with mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Bear Bryant. Well, that's the thing. Mr. Bear. When he well, okay. Follow-up question. Mr. Bear. Would Nick Saban have been as successful as he is, as good of a coach as he is, if he had not gone to Alabama, if he had chosen to build his legacy at a school without such a devoted, crazed fan base and without the legacy of Paul Bryant? Like Cal. Like Cal? If he would have stayed at Michigan State. 
I didn't know he was in. One more time yeah. for the people in the back. And he's LSU. Michigan State. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, he was at LSU and he won the title there, but before that he was Michigan State. And Toledo. <laughs> and Toledo, that's right. <laughs> Toledo. Holy Toledo. Anyway, answer the question, Jimmy. Ah, all right. I think he would be. I don't know if it would be as I think he would be keep he'd still has his job like when he started and whatever he started when he started Alabama, like two thousand seven. Something like that. 2008, 2008, I believe. 2008. Uh, Well, I think he'd still have his job like right now. I don't know if he'd be winning as much national titles, but I think he would be able to build that like that fan base just because he's Nick Saban, and he'd get recruits as he does in Alabama just as easily, just because he's going to keep winning and building that team. He just does it a different way than not going to like like Chris Peterson. Like he's more the nice guy. More he's more of like football. You're going to go to the NFL. Like just come play with me and. You're gonna get there, and then he gets the big guys. So, and he's a better. So that's why he was, wasn't for like as productive or better in the NFL because he couldn't persuade his team that he had like a mission. He had to follow this way. Like it's my way or the highway. Like that's why it's so different from Bill Belichick. He's the only NFL coach to ever do that. Like you're gonna do it my way, and this is how we're gonna win. And I think now that I brought that up, like Bill Belichick would be a great college coach in that way, just because he has a, like a way he wants to do things, and. If everyone comes together and does it, then that's just gonna it's gonna be like just a winning team. And I think uh, Nick Saban could do that anywhere. All right. Final go. question or final statement, whatever. <coughs> Punch each other. Um, Luke Walton will not be the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers in 2019. I will say he will be the coach. All right, take it away. All right. I think it's hard, as you saw in Cleveland uh, with uh, Lou, I think it's hard to get fired when you have LeBron James. Uh, He's going to probably take over as the coach, as he did in Cleveland, just because he's going to keep winning, just because he's one of the greatest players, basketball players. And it would be hard for Luke to lose his job. Just, I mean, it wasn't really, I have questions, but no one's going to help because it's a discussion. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think he will get fired I think he's going to try he's trying to LeBron James LeBron brought all of his buddies all of his older guys like Rondo and all those guys I think they just need to get better like play with each other a little more this in the first like few like the two three months of the season and once they start like building that like chemistry I think it's going to be a great team I bet they'll make the playoffs. And, I mean, if they make the playoffs, there's no way he's going to get fired. Kira, um, your rebuttal. Why will Luke Walton be the or be fired before 2019? Wait, no, you didn't say fired. You just said that he oh, will sorry. be the Lakers coach. Why will he not be the, co- the Lakers coach by 2019? LeBron is going to retire, and didn't. he is going to become head coach. <laughs> Actually, no, he's going to become – LeBron James is going to retire at the end of this season. He's going to become the commissioner, replace Adam Silver, and say that nobody is actually the coach of any team anymore. Everybody is just like, you know, the players run the teams. Coaching, obsolete. It's going to be fine. He's actually going to coach every single team in the NBA. He's going to cycle around to each of them. LeBron's just going to be... Gonna be a lot of trouble. I am the captain now. He's gonna he's gonna <laughs> Skype in to every team's practice and just yell at them for about thirty minutes what they're doing wrong. <laughs> and then at the end, during like every single like of the main matchups, he's just gonna fly in and play for that team and just be like, "This is what you're doing wrong." That's why <laughs> Luke Walton won't be the Lakers coach. He's just gonna be obsolete along with all the other coaches, and they're gonna have to come up with like a. Now it's it's the G League, something like the G League for coaches. <laughs> the C League. That's my theory, the C League. So Luke Walton will not be the coach because there will be no NBA coaches in 2019, <laughs> thanks to LeBron James. Thanks. No vote. He'll be in. <laughs> he'll be in Cleveland. He'll be playing. He'll they'll be doing like three on three or something, and he'll just keep blowing the whistle and pausing it. Jr., what's the score? Uh. uh <laughs> Um, all right. 
David, we need to deliberate. So let's jump into that other channel that we have and just, go deliberate there. All right. <sighs> yes. All right. That's close heat. But we do have a winner. Drum roll. Jimmy Jim Lake. Came hey. In with... hey, 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 I haven't announced the winner yet. <laughs> I've announced some points. I... I'm announcing him in order so you don't know who won. Jimmy James Lake comes in strong with a score of 32 points. How is this? Wow. Uh, each, each question is worth uh, is out of five. Uh, so it's thirty-two out of fifty. Yeah, so Ouch. thirty-two out of fifty. Oh, I don't even want. I just failed. Kier It's okay at ASU that lets you pass. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that gets you on a roll. No kidding. Yeah, that's an eighty. Or that's a sixty-four percent. Anyway, um, Jimmy comes in with thirty-two. Kier Geithman comes in with. 30. One, One point. <laughs> yeah. He called it. it. <laughs> Jimmy James Lake is our winner and the recipient of an expired coupon to Tony's Bar and Grill. That I can't use for three years. Yay. <laughs> can't use yeah. it at all anyway. <laughs> but you, you can have it as a token of our appreciation. And, you know, now you get to say that. In a boxing match between you and Kira, you won. It was close. Might, it was might be close. careful with who you tell that to. Nope. <laughs> nope. Post pictures. That's all I'm saying. Hey, Jimmy, what'd you do last night? I was boxing this girl from San Francisco. What? <laughs> I only beat her by one point. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Not cool. It's all right. They're really liberal there. <laughs> <laughs> she is infiltrating the government anyway. It's it's honestly more sexist if I don't take her on. <laughs> exactly. I'm secretly a Republican. <laughs> I beat this girl. I beat this girl in a boxing match. Swag. Swag. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be your guys' response to everything now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. I'll try not to abuse it, but I'm pretty for, sure I will. For what it's worth, Kira, I gave you what, I gave you a, a perfect five for your uh, opening UCF uh, get out yeah. the vote speech. Um. <clears throat> also, I was gonna say that line where Joe was like, "Oh, we tried not to abuse her." Like, that's exactly what Alabama said when they went into the game against LSU. Not. Oh Oof. Yeah. Back to sports. That was. Not it was the most watched college football game all season, despite being a twenty-nine to nothing blowout. Gosh, everybody was so That's excited! Right. That's like, depressed, yeah. Everybody was so excited. Like, at least from my perspective, I was like this is going to be the best college football game of the season yep. up to this point, was... and then it never is. It never is. Well, Alabama LSU sucks a hundred percent of the time. A hundred percent. Well, at least it's a better success rate. I felt their best game was nine to six. That could be it a was good game. Boring. Remember, no, I like it soccer. Wasn't. It was not good. I'm good with watching think... two hours of a sport just to see it go in five times. Yeah, this is four hours of a sport. Yeah, I'll do that too. Overtime. Bad. Bad, you know, bad game. But there were some fucking good games. West Virginia and Texas was amazing. Baylor. Yes, that was exciting. Was great Baylor's game. win was super exciting. That was last awesome. second throw to Mooms. ASU knocked off Utah, which I was excited about. Sorry, uh, just going back. I get I get really excited every time uh, Baylor's Mims catches a play, just because I like shouting Mims. I'm getting all kinds of nostalgia. I couldn't yeah. tell from how emphatically you just shouted, Mims! Mims! That's why he's uh, hot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, I was, I was waiting for the opportunity to bring it in, so I'm glad you beat me to it. Unfortunately, Nebraska could not hold off the evils of Ohio State, so that's sad. Oh, yeah. But... It was, they were close. They were fucking it was a turn, close. It was a turnover battle, and they ended up losing. 
I know. It was really fucking sad because that just would have been so perfect. <laughs> yeah. So perfect. Michigan uh, trounced Penn State. That was fun. Yeah, that was wonderful. Texas uh, is not back. Texas <laughs> is not back. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas Tech had a glorious shootout, which brought me lots of joy. Also, like, Texas Tech was not far off from upsetting Oklahoma. The funny so, thing is, it's not even like it wasn't even as fun as it was last year. And like it was a good I game. Know, wrong. Last year, last year was amazing. It's um, funny. I was listening to them talk about that, and uh, Lincoln Riley said, "You know, like everyone talks about how nobody played defense that day, but it was Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield. It doesn't matter who you have on defense; those guys <laughs> were just on fire." Oh my god, that was such a fucking good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but my two favorite. Or my favorite, I guess it's not really too favorite because my first was the West Virginia Texas game because that one was just chaotic and just back and crazy forth and exciting. Real. Zuri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a top 15 ranked Florida team. Everybody was so excited about fucking but, Florida. But like, what was exciting about that Florida team? I, there was nothing okay. exciting on that. Yeah, exactly. not... They were ranked so high, and everyone was so excited for them. Yeah. And there's no reason to be. Like, their defense is decent-ish. Like, yeah. it's not a top defense. It's a good defense. That was my favorite. Their offense is terrible. They're basically like the U-dub of the SEC. <laughs> like, yeah, they're all right, but, like, they're not that good. Anyway, Shade. those were exciting. I was- <laughs> go Sun Devils. <laughs> go Fun Devils. Manny Wilkins, go. let's go. <laughs> yeah, fucking. Nikhil Harry? Yeah, you know Benjamin. Benjamin, the top leading rusher in the Pac 12, which isn't saying much, but still. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> it's a league with like it's a conference with Miles Gaskin and Khalil Tate. It is saying something, though. And I Bryce agree. Love and Bryce Love, yeah. Very true. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, so, so did Stanford. Exactly. Little five foot six JJ Taylor bouncing around in the backfield. <laughs> I love that guy. That guy gives me so much hope. He's like little Mario. Little guy go. Like when you start out the game, you haven't got a mushroom yet, and you're just like, look at this little guy. Exactly. Oh, nugget. Look at him go. Look at him move those little legs. Oh, and then adorable. I just want to yeah. scoop him up. Hold him in my little arms. And then you get that mushroom, and you're like, this is kind of more boring, actually. I want you to be small again. I know, right? But yeah. Um, <clears throat> ASU. With Herman's Hermits. You know, as, uh, we went out to go to the chip. Yeah, what are you going to do if... Uh, they both go? AS- you know? Yeah, if ASU wins out and Washington wins out, and they're both in the, the Pac-12. There you go. Small watch. That's how I'm going to be about it. Because <laughs> you hate both teams. and I, just- I, I do. I'm grandfathered into hating ASU, and I personally hate... You dub, so you know it's right there. I'd probably go for ASU. Yeah, same. It's just because you want to party. It's just because I want to party. Actually, no one really cares about stuff. They don't care. Not really. They're they're like, oh, we're a basketball team, or we're a basketball school. Nah. <laughs> Do you guys have a wrestling team? Yeah, we're number yeah. one. Ah, okay. Oh. Yeah. We just we actually we just won the championship. That's oh. what I think. Like three of our guys, one in their division. Nice. That's dope. Yeah. They like two. Like there's like a pair of brothers, and they just they just they're in different uh, classes, and they both won that their class. Just been murdering it. Just killing it. Yeah. I was kind of hoping they're like a tag team. <laughs> tag team. <laughs> tag, tag and out. I also kind of hoping they're like 1920s dudes with like. Giant curly mustaches and bald heads. So you're basically wishing for the three stooges. Uh, yeah. Only two. Yeah. yeah. And they're wrestlers. <laughs> and they, 
And they say things like, bully day. <laughs> like instead of the Three Stooges being like it was with a bunch of silly antics, it would be like the WWE really is. True. With all of its silly antics. Does anyone here understand why people like the WWE? Like, I'm not trying to insult it. I just yes. don't get it. Why? So, you have Please been explain. The same reason character. old Mexican women like novellas. Yes. So, <laughs> it's not just like a one-off thing. So, I went to Monday Night Raw for the first time ever, like a year and a half ago, two years. And I went because it's my friend's birthday. And he loves it. And I was like, all right, I will do this because I appreciate you as a human being. Hmm. So, and it like you follow the characters and like their rivalries and like each of them have their own sticks and each of them have like their own things. And it's like a huge, like crazy theatrical thing. Uh, and like they've been doing the same things for like years and they have like storylines that weave in and out between each week and like, Etc. And exactly. So it's, it's like, kind of like a novella. Play, like, yes. But a it's sport. Like this incredible, like, it's a, it's not like drama, like a telenovela, but it's like, it's it's also like, for for it being like, you know, violent to an extent, it's also like very weirdly wholesome. In that, like, the kids like. They have like these role models they look up to, and like there's like a couple of them that are like the bad guys, blah blah blah. But they're the bad guys because they're like really mean and big bullies, and like you're always rooting for the underdog to kind of bring them down. Or like sometimes they like expose like these like good sides to the bad guys, so they kind of give you a reason to root for them. And like, like mm. honestly, it's it's not like. The weirdest thing in the world. It's not something that I've ever followed again, and I definitely do not follow it closely now. Yeah, because like, I don't. It's just it's so strange to me. I mean, there's definitely like an athletic side to falling well and like taking that blow and knowing how to do that. Because uh, you know you're putting a huge strain on your body by slamming into the ground like that. Even if you know no one's actually attacking you, you're still selling the fall and doing a great job with how you're going to absorb that fall, but still, like, I don't know. Weird stuff. Also, yeah, well, Hulk Hogan's a racist less... piece of shit and they just brought him back. Good job, WWE. It's it's but... less of a sport, I honestly will say, than it okay. is, like, a cultural thing, because like, a lot of the characters involved I feel like are well, other than, like, Hulk Hogan, who's a piece of shit, and we all knew it anyway. Yeah. Um, like, they have women, and they have women who are paid equally, like, to the men. They have, like, black oh, yeah. guys, the, like, Hispanic What, what, what do they call, like, the WWE Divas or something like that? And I think it's just a part of the same thing. I don't know. They have um, a special name. I, 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 some girl in one of my classes did a presentation on it a couple years ago, and I was like, what the hell is this? But it's like it's not, it's not just like called out as being like, oh, that's the girl wrestler. Like there's there's much a part of like Monday Night Raw and things as the guys are, and like the guy okay. like male fans follow the girl storylines equally. I feel like. Okay. So there's no like, there's not like people that are un- still under the false pretense that it's a real thing. No. It's still it's very much like Maybe we all like- know that this is fake and that's okay. Maybe like, like TV shows are fake. Seven year, like six or seven yeah. year olds who yeah, are yeah. there who are like, oh my gosh, they're all in costume. This is crazy. But like, no adult human being goes to the it ones that like, still. It's not the like ones that still like believe in Tooth Fairy and things like that. Yeah, it's it's not like UFC or MMA where you're literally just like going to watch these people like kick each other's asses for no good fucking reason. Okay. So it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the Globetrotters, where you go because you yeah. know it's going to be a show, even though you know like they're pretending to play basketball, but they're really just putting on this show that's uh, scripted. Okay, I I still don't Trust really me. get it, but I get it a little bit more. I never thought that I would be the person <laughs> to try and explain. 
No, you are it. you are the exact person because you are our senior white trash correspondent. That's very accurate. <laughs> and I huh. own my title with pride. Well, there you go. The WWE explained by our boxing runner-up. I have nothing left to contribute that took all of my energy. I'm going to bed. One last oh. thing. 